Today's episode is brought to you by Five Line Designs. Bring your brand to light with Five Line at fivelinedesigns.com. Here at Five Line, we like to ask, what can we do for you? We're here to help you and your business grow from all angles. Whether it's building the voice of your brand, redesigning your assets, or building out a website, Five Line is here to help you step your game up and beat out the competition. No matter what stage you're in, whether you're just starting or you've been up and running for many years, make your next move your best move by working with Five Line. You won't regret it. Schedule a meeting to see what we can do for you today at fivelinedesigns.com. Welcome to the Business Grind, where we give you an inside perspective on what it takes to start, build, and run a successful business. Here are your hosts, Danny Shaw and Sean Michael Wellington. All right. Hello to everyone in podcast land today. As always, thank you for joining us. Sean, how are you feeling? Feeling good and excited. We have another movie review for you guys this week. Oh, yes. Nice uh, movie business review. Uh, so today... Uh, we are going to review the film Ford versus Ferrari. Uh, it was a uh, film that came out in 2019, starring Matt Damon and Christian Bale. Uh, I think it's it's categorized as a sports drama film, uh, but you know, upon watching it, it is a sports drama film. But upon watching it, definitely a lot of business lessons and a. Uh, uh, business information that was uh, applied throughout the film. So today we're going to discuss a few key concepts and takeaways that we got from it, uh, discuss our perspectives and uh, lessons that we took away that can be applied to your business journey and just our overall thoughts and reactions uh, to the film. All right. Yeah, All pretty right. much. That's it. All right. Cool. Cool. So so where, where, where would you like to start off first about this uh, movie first, John? I, I think before we get into the nuts and bolts of the movie, let's kind of do what we did with our last two movie reviews. Overall, okay. what was your grade of the movie? Overall, I would give it. I would give it a. It's a B. I would give it a, a B. Yeah. Yep. I also. I also concur with that. I'd give it a B. Uh, I thought it was. You know. Um. It was a little long. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was a little long for my taste. <laughs> uh, but it was. It was. It was engaging though, for the most part. And um, I like. You know, I like the acting and like. Uh, you know, as it relates to this podcast, mm-hmm. it was very interesting to see whether it's a fictionalized, you know, exaggerated version or not, mm-hmm. just the perspective of Enzo Ferrari mm-hmm. and, um, you know, Ford II and just their different mentalities on how they operated their car businesses. You know what I mean? The mm-hmm. two most, two of the most recognizable, recognizable names mm-hmm. and brand mm-hmm. and how they operated in this fictionalized movie version was interesting to me. Mm-hmm. You know, definitely. So I guess we can first just start off and give him like, a top level overview of the plot of the film and then kind of go into there for the audience, right? Without giving up too much, giving yeah. away too much. So essentially the, the plot, it follows the story of American and British designers, uh, engineers and designers uh, led by Carol Shelby and British driver Ken Miles played by Matt Damon and uh, Christian Bell respectively, right? So they are recruited by uh, Henry Ford II and Lee Iacocca. Hopefully I'm not. Uh, and they was recruited by uh, those two um, from the Ford Corporation uh, to build basically uh, uh, the GT40, Ford GT40, a new racing car with the potential to beat uh, the dominant Ferrari racing team at the at the time in the 1960s. Right. Uh, so they were recruited to work for the Ford Corporation. Uh, what we come to also realize is the roles, the characters uh, played by Christian Bale and Matt Damon are partners in their own right. You know, they have worked together in the past at other racing events, so it's not like they're completely strangers. So 
it's them to uh, working with the Ford Corporation and uh, with the attempt to beat in uh, the Ferrari racing team at the 1966 24 hours Le Mans race in France. All right, is that is that a good synopsis? Yeah, good synopsis. That's a really good synopsis. <laughs> okay, um, I'm just gonna throw in because and we can get into this and you can maybe tell me that'll be our second set of questions. Who right. do you identify with in the movie? Okay, but um, I do want to mention a little bit more Lee Iacocca because I feel like. The business side of everything, he was the kind of the wheel that kept it all going, right? Mm -hmm. He was the middleman between uh, Shelby, mm -hmm. and he didn't deal so much with Ken Miles, the driver, as much. That mm -hmm. was Matt Damon's role. That was mm -hmm. Shelby's role. But, you know, he was the guy who was dealing between, was the middleman between Ford, who was funding everything, right. funding everything, mm -hmm. and um, Shelby, who was actually building the car. So right. Right. I just thought that was an interesting role, too. Okay, fair enough. So one thing I would like to say to the audience out there. Uh, you don't have to be a uh, uh, enthusiast, race car enthusiast to enjoy this film or to watch this film. I know personally, I don't really know much about uh, race car industry uh, and racing and all the competitive racing. So that's not my area. But I think the, the film did a good job. If you did not know about it, if you don't know about it, you don't feel lost. Would, would you agree? I would agree 100% because I know very little about, <laughs> about racing, too. Um, and one thing that they made, you know, one thing that they made note of in, uh, in that line, they were, they were talking about, um, Lee Iacocca says to the Ford in this presentation, like, we need to get into racing. Right. Like, well, we already are in racing. We do NASCAR. Mm -hmm. It's like, no, but we need to. I never heard of Lee Mans before this movie, Le Mans. Right, right. Yeah, I didn't know about any of that either, right? So the way I broke it down, I know, and I know you asked the question about who do I identify with or who would I closely re relate to. Um, I'm going to answer that and then get into it, but I want to just step back first before I get to that question and tell you how I had it broken down as I was watching this film, right? I had it broken down into like different groups of diff different business groups and different interests in this movie, right? Okay. So. On one end, you had Ford, the, the, the Ford interest group, which was Henry Ford II, um, Leah Iacocca, and I forget who was that other guy. Uh, the senior on, vice president, the we just call him that. <laughs> <laughs> I him the senior years. vice president who you just you just knew from the beginning of the movie he was the bad guy, right? The way they just portrayed him. So that's one business unit. And then I look at uh, uh, Matt Damon and Christian Bale's characters. They are their own separate business unit in my opinion, right? Uh, I would agree. That works with Ford. And then you have the Ferrari uh, unit, which is just their own entity. They are they are also a villain in the movie as well, right? So that's how mm -hmm. I went about uh, watching this movie and seeing how it was all kind of put together, the pieces put together, right? And then... Yeah. Yeah. And then somewhere along the line, the business unit of uh, Matt Damon's character and Christian Bale's character had to work with the Ford... Uh, corporation uh, with the ultimate goal of beating Ferrari, but then as we start realizing, there are competing goals within Christian uh, Christian Bale and uh, Matt Damon's role and character and what they're trying to achieve and the Ford's objective and goals at the same time, right? Yeah. Uh, so, back to your original question. Who do I identify with mo mostly in this movie? I'm going to say the Matt Damon character of uh, Carol Shelby, who was the he's the automotive uh, designer of the film. Okay, um, I was expecting you to say Ken Miles, so uh, now I'm, I gotta hear why. All right, so when I'm watching this film, uh, and shout out to my partner Devin, uh, I, I think of, I look at their relationship and I correlate it to my, uh, 
the relationship with me and my business partner, Devin, uh, for a lot of our design and, and technical projects that we work on, in the sense that I am 99% of the time uh, the one front-facing with the client uh, and dealing with the, the egos and, and, uh, and the objectives and, and just, you know, all those personalities, right? I'm usually the one that uh, that's in that role trying to, like, I'm technically capable of doing stuff just like in the film Matt Damon is technically capable of driving and things like that but his role is more he has to deal with Henry Ford he has to deal with Lee Iacocca he has to deal with that senior VP who uh, the name just escapes us and I should get that name before the end of this episode um and he has to do all of that but at the same time he has to manage uh uh Christian Bale's character Kevin Miles who is a bit more uh, I don't know, it's eccentric the word, but he doesn't really want to deal with that side of the, of the game. He just wants to uh, drive. He wants to drive. He wants to contribute to creating that car that's going to beat Ferrari and just doing the work. He is, his character, you know, uh, Ken Miles, uh, Christian Bell's character is definitely a little bit out there. And he even knows, he, he has acknowledged that he is not a, uh, a people's person. Right. He's not a people's person. He has he has acknowledged that and he just wants to do the work. And so for me, I feel like I'm in that regard. My partner, uh, he can he does talk to the client. There are occasions where he is, you know, dealing with the client and stuff like that. But nine times out of ten, he would rather just do the work. What do we need to do? What's the goal? Let's figure this out and call it a day. You know, so that's why I feel like. Okay. All right. That makes sense to me now that you've explained it. You know, mm-hmm. I was thinking you would be Ken just because Ken seems like, you know, the purist, right? He's just like, I want the fastest car and it needs to be this. Fuck all this. Excuse my language. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, forget right. all this other other stuff, like all the marketing, which is, right. this is this is what it is. Essentially, this is a big marketing project right. by Lee Iacocca. Mm-hmm. Um, that's what it really is. Yeah. Um, and just... So, so I alluded to it, but that's who I identified with the most in the movie. I'm just watching him, and I'm, I'm seeing how, you know, um, Ford II walked into the office and told everyone, yeah, we're going out of business. My father's dream is dead unless you guys come up with something. And he's the guy who stepped up and came up with something. Mm. They, they kind of shitted on it at first. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, eventually, you know, he did win them over and he did achieve his goals. So, you know, I, I, yeah, I like Lee in the movie. Um, I like just his, his, um, the way he set everything up and then he faded into the background at the end. You probably didn't even see him the last half hour. Was I, there was, <laughs> there was one scene where I was like, where did he go? There was literally <laughs> one scene when I froze, like, where, where did Lee go? Where did he go? Right. Uh, yeah, he did his thing. <laughs> he, so he set it up. And he was like, all right, yeah, I got this. I'm not a racer. So, uh, all right. So I'm going to, I would, I'm a little, I don't know if, I mean, there's not a lot of characters you can choose from in this film and be like, okay, uh, this is who I'm related to. I, I'm a little surprised that you chose that Lee as the person that you um, align with, but I guess in high, in the way you've explained it, it does make sense, right? Because um, he definitely he was he was the guy that was trying to make all the parties uh, aligned and work together, you know, within his power. He tried the best he could um, in a lot of situations, and even when it was uh, when his, when his hands was tied, and he knew his hands was tied. He would at least give uh, Carol Shelby, uh, Matt Damon's character, a, a heads up and, and, and you know, yeah. try to warn him, like, hey, man, this is what's about to happen. My hands is tied, X, Y, Z. Uh, try, you know, so they weren't blindsided, you know. Uh, so I could see that. I could see that. But, yeah, uh, Matt Damon was also... Matt Damon, it makes sense why Matt Damon's character and uh, Lee Iacocca were more aligned on a lot of things just because um 
they, I think they move similarly, sim in a similar way. They were just trying to get things done and deal with all the personalities, and they just. Uh, but on Lee's side, he just had to deal with the Ford personalities, and Matt Damon had to deal with his drivers and his teams and so forth, right? Yeah, but they were both essentially in middle management, right? right. That was right. corporate yeah. structure. Yep, 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 yep. Uh, oh, you know what? So now I see why I'm confused. The the guy that we keep talking about, who is the senior vice president, his character name is Leo, not to be confused with Lee. Oh, okay. <laughs> all right, so the the senior vice president, his character name is Leo. I mean, all right, well, now I'm going to critique it. They could at least distinguish the names a bit, but I guess since it's based on a true story. <laughs> yeah, it's probably their real names, so yeah. All right, all right, so now that we got that cleared up, right? All right, so... Uh, which character you did you not necessarily like uh, a lot? I mean, I think it's easy to say Leo, but is there another character that you may explain? It's like, I, I see these characters all the time, and they annoy me. Every time I work in business, these type of characters appear. Well, um, yes, Leo does fit that bill, for mm -hmm. sure. The mm -hmm. middle management, mm -hmm. middle, upper, upper middle management person who's mm -hmm. kind of um, trying to keep the status quo and doesn't want to rock the boat just mm -hmm. because it, it makes his life a little harder. Uh -huh. Um but um, if we're talking about somebody else and not piling on him, I got to call out Ken Miles a little bit just for being a difficult, talented person and being in the entertainment industry. Um, you know, we run into people <laughs> like that all the time who get in their own way, who are their own worst enemy, who have all, all the talent and opportunity right at their fingertips. Like the movie started, I want to talk about, I think it was his opening scene, Christian mm -hmm. Bale, or one of the first scenes with him. Mm -hmm. He's racing and the Ferrari guys, was it Ferrari? It might have been another... Another I think it was Ferrari, mm -hmm. but let's just call it say Ferrari for argument's sake. They wanted him to drive his car. Um, mm -hmm. That was before they were in business before, and they just saw how much of you know how difficult he was to even work with. Mm -hmm. He threw a wrench at his homie, you know what I mean? He threw a wrench at uh, Matt Damon, mm -hmm. and it was like, all right, we don't want him driving our car anymore. Look how he's acting in public. Right. So people can be their worst own worst enemy, and Ken Miles definitely was in several points in this movie. So, you know, I'm a little surprised at that. Uh, uh, I, I see what you're saying. I, I don't. I see what you're saying. Um, I. But now that you mention it, I think you know what it also reminds me of. It reminds me of you know working in the tech space as well. You you're talking about entertainment, and there's been some overlap with me and you working in that space, and so I know what you're talking about. Uh, but I also think in regards to uh, the tech space and digital space as well, where you get to work with these people who are uh, brilliant in one area of specialty. Right, uh, but are difficult personalities all around, and 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 make it very hard and difficult for them to work with. Right, I didn't I didn't really put that together till you just mentioned that now. Uh, but actually, I liked him out of every, <laughs> out of every all the characters. I actually liked him. I don't know. I I, I definitely uh, find myself myself aligning with him more in the story because I just felt like he was probably the most self-aware i think of, of of himself right i just think um he didn't necessarily come off he, he everything you said was correct he was difficult and everything but i think him owning up and knowing that this is how he was and knowing that he wasn't a people's person uh early on i think that just like for me it's like well at least he knows at least he doesn't have a a, a, a um warped sense of reality and like why does everybody not like me type thing? <laughs> no personality oh, yeah. You know? Yeah, I agree. I, I liked him a lot, and I love the scene where he was 
teaching the American dude how to drive his own car. I think right. Was Maybach or right. Something, you know, something right. Um, right. So, you know, definitely 100 percent. He keeps it real. I guess he does. He does shoot himself in the foot, though. That's right. Just of course. Matter, so, yeah. For sure. But, um, but no, I definitely enjoyed his character and the bluntness of him. Right. So I, my, the character who I really just annoyed me every time I saw him on the screen, every scene, uh, Henry Ford II. I <laughs> couldn't stand this guy. <laughs> like, character, the personality, however. Listen, I don't know what the direction was on how to portray this character, but if it was somebody that you just really did not like, I, they succeeded. Because for me... Uh, now we're gonna get really into the business side of things. Henry Ford, the way he was depicted in this film, the way he, he the, the way uh, the uh, actor portrayed him, uh, really to me was just a representation. It's funny. This movie was set in the '60s, and it was really rep- representation on how I feel like a lot of the corporations are running today, uh, currently, uh, and leadership in a lot of businesses. Uh, people who are a little bit, uh, not even a little grossly out of touch with the reality of what's going on in their business right um a lot of egos you know really trying you know a lot of the driving force behind business success and and accomplishments is more based off just purely ego alone at no at whatever cost and then not wanting to listen to the people that are actually able to help with that problem and 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 in the end as well and so every time i saw him i was just annoyed i've i've dealt with these type of personalities before where people are so short-sighted and um people are his team as you notice like his team is executives they were pretty much scared to give the honest opinion and, and honest truth about the situation of the matter uh which would have definitely um if they if they would have had their way they would have just uh told henry ford second whatever he wanted to hear and they would have had no chance of actually winning, right? And I think his ego was too inflated and to to hear otherwise anyway. You know, um, and I so I just I just could not tolerate his character at all. Okay, that's interesting because yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, from the perspective of a right, let's look at him from a top level and what yeah. he did with the company and how we were introduced to him through the movie. The first right. thing was. They were losing to uh, Chevy. Chevy right. was kicking their buttons, right? Right. Um, he he didn't really take any uh, ownership or initiative of that. He kind of just berated his his, his factory workers. Yes, <laughs> yes. Um, which really, they're just making the cars you're 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 setting up. You're, yes. You know, you're signing off on. So the factory workers can't do too much. Yes. But <laughs> regardless, so that's kind of how we were first introduced to him. Mm. Um, uh, Lee Iacocca presents this presentation where he's trying to introduce him the concept of marketing to a newer generation of, of mm-hmm. youth who have uh, disposable income where can they, they can afford drive. They have driver's license mm-hmm. and they can afford cars. Right. Mm-hmm. So we're going to have to market to the youth if we want to capture some of that market share now. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, Henry Ford is really more fixated on uh, James Bond being a, uh, what do you call him? A degenerate. degenerate. Right? I didn't understand so, that. I really didn't even understand that. I mean, that might be a cultural thing or something. I think like- it may be a time a cultural thing but just inferring you know using context clues it seems as if henry ford is very conservative and okay. very um you know 
you know, it's conservative, lack of a better word. Right, right. Um, and James Bond is this decadent, you know, womanizing, you know, superstar, mm-hmm. um, foreign, foreign superstar. Granted, he's British, but right. still foreign superstar, you know. Mm-hmm. So I think that's just kind of what turned him off to the image. He's like, I don't want my cars to have anything to do with James Bond. Right. But that's what the kids want, right? Right, right, right. So, okay, that, that makes sense. Uh, but yeah, you're totally right. He came into the game. The first scene, he's he's berating his whole team for something that really he has the control over, not them, and telling them to come into the... Like, just from the very beginning, it just felt like, uh, yeah, like you just said, uh, not really any ownership of why they're in that situation and how to get them out. And like you just said, factory workers, what, what are you expecting of them, so forth? Um, and I also think it's a classic case of someone who you know, not just with him, but a lot of people who have uh, had to step in the shoes of great people before them, usually their father, and trying to live up to that legacy, right? And there was definitely some uh, suggestions of that throughout the, the dialogue, throughout the movie, about him not being his father and so forth. So it probably had to put on a lot of airs and and uh, how he felt he needed to be to uphold that legacy. And in this case, it just manifested itself in being very pompous, and uh, egotistical and I'm the man type energy, you know? And that's a great that's a great point to bring up because it's kind of a turning point. I need to look up if this is actually what happened in real life, but what you alluded to, his ego and living up to the legacy of his father, mm-hmm. that's what kind of put this whole thing in motion. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. So coming back into the storyline of the actual uh, movie, you know, um, Lee Iacocca finally convinced Henry Ford II we should go buy Ferrari, right? Mm-hmm. They're at... They, they perf- he called him the greatest car manufacturer ever. And then mm-hmm. you see everyone in the room kind of like, did he just say this in front of Henry Ford? Right, you know? right, right, um, right. But that, was, that took balls. Um, but regardless, he ended up convincing him to purchase Ferrari because they spent all their money making the perfect car and they're broke now. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was an opportunity where, and I want to hear your opinion on the corporate espion- espionage maybe that might have went down during that whole exchange. But on top of that... Um, he insulted Henry Ford directly, said, you're not your father, you know, mm-hmm. and that was what um, let Henry Ford, uh, what made him write the blank check for Lee Iacocca, say, make this fast, the fastest car, and I want to kick Ferrari's ass. Like, mm-hmm. it was all because of his ego. It had nothing to do with the business, right? right. It had nothing to do with energy. It had nothing to do with, this is what is going to get my company where it needs to be. It was like, he attacked me personally. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, now I'm ready to do what needs to be done. So, right. Yeah. I mean, again, we we'll go back to the ego uh, and we see this in business a lot. So I think what a, what a key takeaway is that, you know, it can, especially when you start having success or trying to live up into these shoes and feeling slighted and disrespected. And I can even speak from personal experience. There's been a lot of cases where I've been in, in scenarios on the business side of things where I've had to really assess, um, you know, what's driving my reason and, and decision behind a lot of things. Is it ego? Is it emotion? It, what's the facts of the matter? Uh, is it going to drive me down a path to uh, 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 put me in a situation that I really didn't need to be in, into because of ego, or, or you know, or or think of other ways and different perspectives? And in this case, I just think that wasn't there, right? Um, and they wrote a check, right? But let's talk about these checks and that was being wrote, uh, uh, cashed and for the, just for the pure sake of, of doing it. Um, okay, which checks do you want to start with? Because the offer <laughs> for the company, for right. Ferrari, was $10 million, right? Okay, right, right. Oh, actually, I'm sorry. I think I might have deviated from your original point was about the corporate espionage and things like that. Oh, uh, that was kind of a side. But yeah, I just wanted your opinion on that, actually. Um, because it's... Yeah, it was I interesting thought, how thought, he raised the price, the I, asking price. I thought it was interesting. They did raise the asking price. 
I don't know. I, you know, I would have to do a little bit more due diligence in the research. I don't know uh, how serious they were in regards to selling to Ford. I really don't know. Uh, yeah. I don't know if that question, there was a question that was being asked right before they signed the contract to see it was if, if he was allowed to race. race. Uh, right. Race, uh, um, you know. Right. And I don't know if that was a, a true question to be asked and maybe they dropped the ball. Or if that was just a trap question in order to get out and then talk they trash, you know, uh, I don't know. I would have to look into yeah, that. Yeah, I don't know. It's, 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 it, at least the movie alludes to it being, or actually the executive vice president Leo alludes to it being just a setup, like you, like you said. Right. But yeah, I don't know for sure. Okay, fair enough. But yes, uh, let's talk about the checks being cut. <laughs> yeah. So the asking price for Ferrari was ten million, and you know, due to this espionage, it was raised to seventeen million, right. and Fiat. Uh, purchased it for seventeen million. Right, right. And, and they insulted the company and their dirty factories and their ugly cars. Right, um, right. But uh, yeah, the asking, the, you know, the the evaluation of that company at the time, seventeen million dollars for Ferrari. Oh yeah. So yeah. So here's the thing: when it comes to the money, I, I don't even look at it as just that point alone. Of when I look at that, look at this movie. When I look at the movie, and there were just so many examples of bloat, money, money bloat. Right. Whereas a lot of inflated costs that didn't really need to happen a lot of waste in business and money uh granted we saw the outrageous price that the company the car fiat brought uh ferrari for which is fine i didn't even have a problem with that when i talk about money and the checks being uh cut i'm looking more at the ford was willing to cut however whatever was needed to uh beat ferrari but then didn't want to listen to the people that was in the best position to tell them Right. Yeah. That that yeah, that that interesting. That it shows you that they value that that I guess power more right. than the actual cost of doing business. And you see that a lot. You see this a lot in business when you're doing business. You'll see a lot of decisions being made and and wait and a lot of money being wasted. Where it's like, well, what was the goal? What was the what was the if if this was the goal, why did we waste this much money? But because ego started getting away, and they people want to tell other people what to do even though someone else might be in a better position right so that was one thing that that stood out to me the other i don't know if you picked up on it there was subtle nuances about um it was subtle nuances in the scenes that show just how much the company i don't know if i want to call it waste and it but it probably could be considered waste where you just see how much excessive spending was going on in the company and everybody was just getting too comfortable on their own laurels, right? I think there was one scene where Matt Damon went to meet uh, meet the uh, the president of Ford the second, and while he's in the office waiting to be uh, brought into the office, it was a room that had two secretaries, right? Two secretaries or assistants, uh, and literally the scene was one one assistant opened up the envelope, took out a folder. Then she called another girl over to get the folder. And all that woman did was pick up the folder and bring it to the desk to the other lady across the table. And Matt Damon was looking like, what? And even I looked, I had to rewind that scene to make sure I was seeing, but that just showed how much spending it. Like they literally had three women in the same room to move one folder. You want to talk about excessive uh, spending, you know, in a business that slows down your innovation and how you can do it and and not to just to say oh you you have too much you're spending too much on assistance and 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 secretaries or whatever even even after that scene literally right after that scene you he gets escorted into henry ford's office and then you see a full table of like 20 executives in the back room going over one poster and 
going back and forth and trying to figure out the right strategy. At what point, like if 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 you have fifteen executives and all these people in your team and they still can't figure it out, you still got to hire outside help. That's that's something's going on. You, you're spending too much money in the wrong place, at least in my opinion. And I think a lot of businesses need to be mindful of that when they're uh, operating. Wow, I don't even remember that. I don't even remember that. But I, I, as you pitch, as you said it, I can picture it. Yeah, I was, I was, I was like, wow. So you, you have it was just, it was just all these nuances about the business, and then you can talk about not just the inflated uh, money. Um, you know, when we do our case studies, and we we do a lot of case studies, and we talk about how businesses uh, became failures all of a sudden after they were high on success. A lot of times, it really boils down to uh, getting drunk off their own success and uh, bloated costs, and then not really trying to get a grip on things, and now but still trying to maintain the status quo, quo of the success that they've already accomplished, right? And that's what really stood out to me a lot in in this film, right? Um, yeah. Then, oh man, we, we, we focus on egos a lot in this episode, uh, and, and it's just in this movie, and it was just a ton of egos battling, uh, and which we see all the time in business. And I'd say the biggest was also people jockeying to maintain their position and not to rock the boat too much. All right? Yeah. And, uh, and I, I think that was the case with Leo. Yeah, Leo, um, at, you know, the last couple scenes of the movie, um, you know, there's a shot of him talking, bragging to the press about how, you know, he's in charge of every aspect of every car out on right, that road. Right, right. Or on that, um, yeah, you know, even up to the RPMs, you know, I, de- I determined blah, blah, blah. Right. Meanwhile, our man Ma- Ken Miles is doing his own thing, passing mm-hmm. that RPM limit. And um, so, yeah, it's just just to iterate what you're saying. It's like people um, tend to, to, to get drunk off their own power in the company. Forget about what the goal of the right. Forget what- mm-hmm. company is. And I just think this guy, Leo, he just, uh, you know, it just was, it, it just, the way he was portrayed is that he really was more concerned with just being the yes man to Henry Ford, uh, no matter what. He wanted to have as much power as he could amass within the company without really rocking the boat. Um, and then at the same time, being that yes man to Henry Ford, um, no matter what, even if it didn't mean winning. And then you also saw how he would take shots at Lee at the same time yeah. to, to knock his stature down. You know, right. Keep the people coming up around you down. And yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I mean, um, it just, it's very, uh, it's very, you know, just to see those type of, uh, scenarios, um, uh, now I had a question for you, and forgive me if I'm jumping around too much, no, but because we're kind of here, that the ending, the very end of the movie, pretty much, um, they oh, make the decision that they want the three cars to finish uh-huh. simultaneously, uh-huh. so Ford's one, two, and three. Right. Um, I don't know if they ever explicitly tell us whose decision that is, whether it's coming from the top, from Ford to second, whether it's you know Leo's decision, whatever it is. But just as a you know going back to the goal, right? The whole purpose of this whole adventure mm-hmm. of being Ferrari was this big marketing plan to market Ford as, you know, the it car, the fast car, the new sexy car. So with that in mind, I'm not mad at that strategy of having them finish first, second, and third. Um, and f- now them crossing the finish line together is, I mean, I'm torn, right? It's a great optic. It's a great marketing photo. I get it. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's a race, <laughs> you know what I mean? So like you're losing the integrity of what it is right. of the competition a little bit. So I'm curious where you landed on that. I did not like that one bit at all. Let me tell you right now. I'm going to just be totally, I 
was disgusted at that this scene and this decision right there. All right, so, you, so. so then in that moment you were uh, what's his name? Um, <laughs> forget uh, Miles. You were Cam Miles. I was Miles. So because and, and so just as a refresher, because I know you might you know I saw a little bit more recently than you. The the idea. This is this is this is really this really represented so much of what I do not like about these corporate environments a lot of times and working in these businesses is it goes back to the ego, right, of things and how a lot of decisions aren't really based on much substance. It's just, here's an idea, right? So I don't know if you remember the scene, but the scene, how it came about was that Leo, they were in the lead. All three cars, all three, four cars was in the lead, right? Uh, and Christian Bale's character, Ken Miles, was... And Lee, not only was he in the lead, he was he was breaking records <laughs> on the laps, right? So he was already in the lead, but because he was so far ahead, he, well, let me let me step back. It was pretty much a guarantee at this point that all three Ford cars was going to win the race in a one, two, first, second, and third, and Miles was going to be the first, but he was so far ahead. Lee had the idea as they celebrate in victory and everything. He says to Henry Ford, "Hey, I have an idea." That was literally the dialogue. I have an idea. Wouldn't it be great? Was it Lee or Leo? I just want. I just want oh, I excuse don't me. No, no, no. The one we don't like. His name, the Leo. 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 Okay. Leo. Yeah. Leo. yeah. Nah, nah. Leo. Lee. Lee wouldn't do anything. <laughs> that. Leo says to Henry Ford, "Hey, I have an idea. Wouldn't it be great if all three cars came into the finish line together?" Uh, to win for nothing more than a photo op. That was it. It was for a photo op. What? In my opinion, I'm like, what? Like, how does that move the needle? That doesn't, you You won. Let the man do what he need to do. No, now this is when, this is when, this is what I, this is what I call in a lot of business structures. Now they're trying to get extra for no reason and it's of no substance. Right? So he recommended that. And, of course, Henry Ford, the way he was de- de- depicted, again, as not, like, as you know, as you already know how I feel about him. I just really didn't like him and how he was portrayed because of his ego. Oh, yes, let's let's do that, right? Let's do that. We're winning. Let's do a nice little photo op. So then they send the message down to the pits to for essentially the only way that this was going to happen was that uh, Miles, uh, Christian Bell's character, literally had to slow himself down for the mm-hmm. other two cars to catch up. Right. And that was the con- that's that's where the decision came from. Um, and of course, uh, Matt Damon's character said, hey, I'm just telling you what they're asking, but it's up to you. I'm not really going to get involved at this point. So what happens is, you know, I'm, I'm with Ken at that point. I'm like, what? Right. So I go, you know, he goes in. So at first it, it seems like he's not going to do it. And he just instead of doing that, he starts breaking more records in the laps instead. He breaks he breaks a few more records on the laps. Then after he breaks, I think, one more record for the last lap, the last lap, he finally says, all right, I'm going to slow down for the good of the team, right? The good, of, the greater good of the team, I'm going to slow down and uh, let my teammates catch up. We're going to go across the finish line together, right? He does that, Sean. And then what happens? What happens, Sean? Nah, go ahead. You set it up. <laughs> <laughs> he lost the race because he waited for the teammates. He yeah, waited yeah, for yeah. the teammates, and because of a technicality, 
because of a technicality, I guess one of his other teammates started a little bit further than him. It was like a mileage technicality. Yeah, yeah. it was it was a mileage technicality because one of his other teammates in the other car started further away. Uh, it allowed his team, the other Ford driver, to be crowned the winner and not Christian Bell's character. And and then it's like, okay, it's like, what just happened? Right now, the other driver gets all the accolades. And for me, that really, oh, man, let me tell you, that burnt me. <laughs> it burnt so, me. Go yeah, ahead. Go ahead. Yeah. Now, I'm, I'm just going to I'm just gonna put on the devil ad, devil's advocate marketing hat. That photo op is probably valuable. I'm sure that that photo is, you know, in the corporate headquarters of uh, Ford somewhere right now to this day. You know, so... The equity behind that marketing opportunity, which is all this thing was from the beginning, you know, I understand mm-hmm. why Leo wanted to push that idea. But now, back to my original point, he's trying <laughs> to mess up the integrity of the race and the whole thing with to be the best, right? So it's like uh, Usain Bolt doesn't slow. I mean, maybe he does. Yo, but, you let know, me t- oh, God, yo. oh, yo, you took the words out of my mouth, Sean. I swear, yeah, I was yeah. watching this movie. I'm venting. I'm so mad. And that's the first thought that came into my head. I said, I swear, I swear, I'm not even, I was, like, there's no way in the world anyone would ask Usain Bolt to slow down for the other Jamaican teammates, Mm -hmm. the team Mm -hmm. Jamaica, and if Jamaica's going to get one, two, and three, let Usain Bolt get one, and when Jamaica, two and three, (laughs) let them catch up, they get there, they get there, they get there, they get there. there. For a photo op, there's plenty of photo ops with Usain Bolt and his other teammates on the stage at on the one, two, and three podium to this day, optics, Puma team colors. So for me, I, I get what you're saying. There's probably a picture uh, hanging up. Uh, there could have been multiple pictures in that office hanging up, showing on three teammates, <laughs> in, in my opinion. And I also feel like the 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 slap in the face, in my opinion, was also like it just. And it might just been for a dramatic effect. It just felt like even after all of that, he didn't even get acknowledged for his sacrifice. Um, yeah. That that I think yeah. that really you know sometimes you do got to make sacrifices in the game for the the greater good and, and for the team. But for me, this wasn't even the greater good. This is just more ego posturing and boostering. Like you were you you set up to accomplish the goal, which was to beat Ferrari. Uh, you, not only did you beat them, your your whole team was about to is about to do numbers. But let's 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 just add a nice little photo op going across the line, and he, he's disqualified. And no one really spoke to him except for Matt Damon's character. Uh, Ford went to the winner. And I just couldn't even understand how everybody was going to really sit here in front. Like, the other guy was really the winner. Um, <laughs> you know, for me, uh, it, it really it really just didn't uh, sit well with me, you know, as a whole. Um, yeah, it just did not. And, again, another business lesson to be uh, or, or an example of, you know, sometimes just not focusing on the goal and, and letting certain things get in a way that shouldn't be a factor in some decisions. Yeah, totally. Yeah. I it's, mean, it's, you know, wire <laughs> You know, I mean, we are, we're, we're all human. We're all going to make mistakes. But this, I, I felt like, I, I don't, you know, I don't really like to use the word hate or hate watch a lot, but I felt like I was hate watching this movie. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Uh-huh. <laughs> All right, all right. So, what else do we have here? Any any key takeaways or, or other business I, th- thoughts and that come with this watching this movie? The only, um, I mean, we alluded to it a little bit, so we don't got to go 
too far into it, but just the idea of corporate red tape, right? And right. They, they, mm-hmm. they literally told Ken Miles, you know, you're outshining the car right now. Right. So we need you to slow down. Mm-hmm. So um, it is, you could you could take it as a negative or you take it as a positive, but it's like, what is the goal? What is the what is the mission? What was the point of all this project? What right. was the APIs, right? And always remembering what they are. So. Right, yeah. And, you know, uh, this isn't a bashing, well, I don't know, take it, if you can take it as a bashing or not, it's just really the facts of the matter, um, of there is, sometimes you become so big and uh, it slows you down. You're not able to become innovative, stay innovative anymore. You're so big, you're moving lethargically. It's a lot of corporate bureaucracy, red tape, yellow tape, whatever. Uh, people are jockeying for positions. People are jockeying for you know their small domain of power within a big company. Then you have egos and people who uh, can front like they know what they're doing and really don't and, or try to put on a big act like they're in charge. And you know it really... Um, uh, you know, questions whether you know what you're doing because you're like, am I the crazy one here? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Uh, and especially when you're trying to do business or trying to start your own business, a lot of times I think people will think that this is the way to emulate and do business when I, I guess from my perspective that really doesn't serve you well. Yeah, no, I think this is cautionary oh, for yeah. the most part. Except yeah. for, like I said, Lee Iacocca had took some initiative in some of these situations, mm-hmm. but Nah, yeah. Right. Uh, I, 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 you know, in some of our other uh, business movie reviews, you know, we would say we recommended this or this was uh, inspirational. Uh, you may not have liked it or, or things of that sort. I watched this movie. I didn't feel any. I didn't feel any inspiration. <laughs> this is more like a cautionary tale. Watch this movie if you want to know how not to get screwed in the business game. That's the kind of how I, I, I took it. Yeah, uh, yeah. I think this is like the the, the more money, more problems mm-hmm. uh, uh, template here. It's like yeah. you're getting this blank check from Ford, but here's all the stuff that comes with it. At what cost? I think that that blank check is very uh, uh, you can compare it to a lot of uh, getting venture back capital capital money um, mm-hmm. or any type of money back in for a business, knowing what what comes with it, what strings are attached. Uh, what stipulations, what are the terms and conditions of this uh, agreement moving forward, right? Uh, who gets to be in control? Because I, there was a lot of times when initially you were thinking that the characters, uh, Matt Damon's character and um, you know Christian Bale characters was in control. And they, they, was, they was literally told they could do what they want uh, to build this car. And then every time they tried, you, something happens. Oh, well, Henry Ford wants this. Well, Leo wants that. And, and then trying to mix up the sauce. And, uh, you know, it's just like, come on, what are we trying to do here? But also with business, you have to learn how to work with all these personalities when you're trying to grow your business and scale it and all that other stuff as well. Mm-hmm. You know? Uh, so, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, any any closing thoughts? Any additional uh, thoughts or notes on this meeting? Uh, meeting movie, Sean? <laughs> um, no. I mean, just the one last thing. You know, even though he was kind of the villain of the movie and the antagonist, Enzo Ferrari, uh, just the way, you know, we took a trip to his plant and mm. saw how one person mm. just built mm. the engine okay. and one person just built the transmission. And it's like attention to detail. Mm-hmm. It's hard to praise him too much because his company went bankrupt, right? <laughs> but at the end of the day, I mean, the name lives on mm. um, and, and it's just a name synonymous with excellence. So, you know. Right, 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 right. No, that's that's a that's that's 
fair as well. I think, uh, you know, for me, like I said, when, when this movie came out, I, I remember, you know, seeing the promotion and everything, and I just, I really didn't have any interest, and I uh, even saw the, you know, the reviews, it was highly uh, acclaimed, and I really didn't, um, still really didn't think I was going to watch it, and it was you who recommended it. You said, hey, I think this is a good movie to watch and review from a business perspective, and as I'm watching, I'm like, definitely see it, uh, but I guess I should have asked from what perspective did we see the uh, lessons that could be learned here? Because there are a lot of lessons. Um, if someone was to watch this, again, this just wouldn't be a film that, I don't know, I, I really wasn't too inspired. It was more like annoyed and hate watching and, and just making a notes of all the things to be mindful of when you are trying to go into business and being mindful of the relationships and the partnerships that you are. Uh, engage with and as well as knowing how to read personalities uh, and and deciding on uh, is this a personality you can work with you know being difficult is one thing but can you be difficult can this per can you deal with this difficult person long term while you're trying to build something or a, a, a sustainable product and long-term product those are a lot of questions that you need to be mindful of and ask yourself regardless of your endeavors that you're uh, pursuing right definitely all right so that's a wrap on this week's episode our movie review of ford versus ferrari and the relationships and terms you should be mindful of when going into business with different people and entities if you have a question you would like us to answer on the show shoot us a message on any of our social media channels or shoot us an email at questions at businessgrindshow.com also don't forget to subscribe and share on spotify and itunes see you again soon in the meantime keep grinding the Business Grind is for entertainment purposes. Opinions expressed are those solely of the host and guests. Please consult with a professional and exercise discretion before engaging in any business endeavors. I'm out here on the grind. I'm out here on the grind.